many of us are still homebound in the wake of the novel coronavirus. In turn, many are out of work, relationships are strained, and people are questioning their own self-worth. Susie Moore, author of the new book, Stop Checking Your Likes, has some advice about how to address these issues for yourself. She joins to discuss. The coffee break starts right now. Susie, uh, thanks for joining. Uh, Susie is the author of the book, Stop Checking Your Likes. Uh, she joins me right now. Susie, thanks so much for, for joining. Thank you, Andy. I'm delighted to be talking with you right now. So just straight off the bat, stop checking your likes. What's the elevator pitch of, what's the elevator pitch, I guess? The elevator pitch, put simply, is it's about shaking off the need for approval from other people and trusting your own inner guidance and making your inner like button the loudest. Okay, and how do you how, how do you do that? <laughs> oh, I love it's a very juicy big question. How do we do this? Uh, what I've come to realize, Andy, over the years working as a coach with all sorts of people, so like um, tech startup CEOs, stay home parents. I mean really like the full spectrum of humankind, I mean, in, in a lot of cases, uh, is that it's not failure that scares us, right? It's not losing money, um, making a mistake, doing something wrong. It's the fear of the judgment from other people about our failures that scares us and that stops us. So I think when we put, you know, into a very healthy perspective, the fact that the world isn't obsessed with us, other people aren't looking at us the way that we think they are, we frankly will have the courage to do more, like frankly, to do more, to risk more, to put ourselves on the line more and, you know, get to be doing and have more of the life that we want because success in so many cases is just, you know, taking courage, taking risks and taking action. And what does that mean? Mm. How does it um, translate specifically success with action or losing the, uh, the worry about other people judging us? The way that I think about it is we are all here on this planet with our very unique purpose, right? There is never another person. No one has your fingerprint. No one has your face. Nobody has your unique skills, talents, gifts. And how then can anybody else, anybody who isn't us, know the right path for us? It would be the same as if, if someone else has an opinion on what our career should be or what we should or shouldn't do in our business or what we should and shouldn't say or think or believe, that person then should also tell us what food we should eat, how we should travel, how we should vacation. Nobody knows what's right for us. And it's so easy for us to abdicate our power, our responsibility, our decision-making to other people. We love to outsource our decisions. Uh, but the person, the only person who is going to make a wise choice for you is you. And it's so important to tune in to yourself to know what the next right move is going to be for you. Uh, but, but I guess, how do, you, how do you rectify that? I mean, sometimes, you know, you are not the best person to be making a decision for you. You know, sometimes you keep, when you can't get out of your head, you seek, a, you know, you seek advice of somebody like you see, I'm, you know, obviously, if you're reading your book, you're seeking your advice. Like, how do you explain? Like, yeah, no, it's a great question. There is 
the ability to ask questions and to seek knowledge, right? We're always, you know, hungry for knowledge or we should be as humans because other people are further ahead, right? They've had stories and experiences. They've experienced, they've had life experiences that we haven't yet. They know things that we don't. Or maybe we, we just trust their, their wisdom, their, uh, their uh, point of, of view on the world on a particular subject. It's okay to, to access information, to ask questions. But when it comes to making any decision, like really big or small, you can have access to all of the information uh, and then weighing that information based on your own inner guidance and what feels right, we have to lean towards what it is that just said, well, it's like our inner yes. Like our body actually physically responds to what is right for us. If you uh, ever practice any kind of NLP techniques, we learned that if there's a decision to be made, for example, and you even just relax and you consider the outcome of both options. So you visualize, you know, should I move city, for example, and you visualize first staying where you are. And then secondly, the place where you'd like to be using all of your senses, really employing them, your body will physically relax. You'll be able to tell when you're relaxed, what the right decision for you is. Okay. Interesting. Now, why are you in authority to be uh, giving this advice? <laughs> oh, I like that question too. Well, I worked as a coach helping people with this. And essentially, the way that I would measure any ability to share information that's worthwhile, to, um, to rec make any recommendations, to make specific information available in a book, like stop checking your likes, it's simply ha like, has this worked? Has this worked? Has it helped? And there are a million resources out there, right? Again, you have to rely on what feels right for you to choose, like choose the, the information you want to access. But all I really care about is results, right? If you, uh, if you want to make a change, if you want to improve a certain area of your life, if you want to see, see something different, if something just isn't showing up, there's an absence of something, maybe it's a person, maybe it's money, maybe it's a health goal, for example, uh, you want to get a result right? Like the result is the most important thing. So when you, the, the way that all I care about is coaching, helping, sharing methods and techniques, techniques that will get you the results that you want. So, uh, I guess one of the things that you talk about in your book mm -hmm. is embracing uncertainty. And, you know, that is a very, very pertinent topic right now with you know, COVID-19 mm -hmm. really throwing out the playbook of life as we know it. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you, what do you suggest people consider uh, in terms of taking care of, of their personal self-confidence, their self-worth at this moment? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly exceptional, the time that we're in, in terms of you know, uncertainty, but really uncertainty is constant. Right. I mean, three months ago, we couldn't guarantee anything either. It just so happens, as you know, this, this pandemic has put a lot into question. Our lifestyles have had to change dramatically, but there's never been any certainty in this world. We can't even guarantee the next 24 hours of our life. Like this is, this is a constant truth in our world, no matter what. So if you can be almost okay with this, right? And this is where we need to almost like resign our post as general manager of the universe. And we love to be in control of everything, especially in control of other people. If we can, you know, take a step back, realize that there is no control out there, but utter control within. So, you know, we're, we're all in quarantine, you know, in our apartments, houses, wherever we are, even though out there, you know, there's nothing that we can manage within the small corner of the world that we touch, we have absolute control. 
So what we, how we spend our time, most importantly, how we spend our mind. What is it that we're focusing on? There is still so much power that we have day to day in terms of our experience that we don't have to give up, right? We don't have to give it up at all. Everyone's experiencing this time, this moment very differently. And it's important to remember that how you decide to spend it, what you decide to invest in, think about giving your attention to, that will always be up to you. Anything tangible that you can offer for people who are, you know, homebound, who are, you know, frankly, kind of losing their minds, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, don't know what to do at this point, getting very self-conscious, um, you know, that, that scenario. Yeah, I would think like, what is it that you want? Like, like, what do you want? Because sometimes indecision, we, it feels like it's, it's, you know, we're very passive. It's like, well, you know, just don't know. Or, you know, um, I'll know later, but nothing's becoming clear to me at the moment. You know, sometimes just this feeling of indecision or being in limbo, it's frankly an excuse to not take action. And look, that's okay. It's, almost, it's okay to say, you know, for 30 days, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to really enjoy it. That's making a decision. Right. And there's power in decision. And even if you're like, you know, what, I'm going to grow out my beard, only drink beer, only play video games, like whatever it may be for 30 days, however long you say, uh, that's still a decision. And there's always going to be power with decision. Uh, but when we're like, you know, I don't really know. It's, you know, everything just feels so weird at the moment. It's frankly, a, a, it means that we don't have to do anything. We don't have to exercise any courage and we don't often have to do much work. And look, it's again, it's okay to do that if it's conscious, but when we're not fully conscious, when we're kind of giving our power away, this is when it can start to just really feel bad. We can feel like, you know, we're just like a plastic bag, like, you know, blowing in the wind when we're, you know, adults with choices to make. So I think it's important to realize that the control that we have to know that how we spend this time, however long it's going to be, is going to be up to us. And if we want to be productive, great. If we want to be unproductive, also great. Just know like, what is it that you want? Maybe you need some time off. Great. Take it. Plenty of people have been doing that. I think it's very healthy, especially people who've been working five, six days a week for in some cases, or 20, 30 years, like people in real estate, for example, like this can be a very awesome conscious pause, uh, or it can be something else. It's a matter of understanding what it is that you want. And if there's a particular goal that you have in mind, then great. Like, what is the goal? Like, like what is the goal? Can we make it specific? And then understand what it, like, what is it going to take for you to get there? There's always going to be action involved. And the beauty is that action actually feels really good. It's proven that happiness is progress. We're happiest as human beings and we're making progress. So understanding your goal, you know, why you want that goal, knowing that it is going to be achievable for you. If somebody else has achieved it, if that means it's possible for you, then you can also have a lot of fun getting there during this period, no matter what's going, going on in the world or the frightening news that we're all consuming. Now, uh, I, I guess, what about, I mean, for people who are struggling with work, you know, mm -hmm. where, where a lot of people have been laid off. Yeah. Uh, every week we see staggering unemployment numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, on top of that, a lot of companies, uh, big and small, are just not going to come back. We also mm -hmm. don't know when things are going to get back to normal and if they do get back to normal for how long. Uh, what, what can people, you know, consider about addressing some of the kind of self-worth issues that come attached to that? Mm. What's your advice there? 
It's a very, very good question. The thing that we need to remember, it's very easy to forget, especially in a comparison-based world, is that our worthiness is fixed. It's not our job. You're so much more than your job, right? We are so much more than whatever aspect of our lives we've just attached all of our worth to. Because, hey, look, look jobs disappear, but hey, we're still alive, right? <laughs> I mean, it's not our work, our relationships, our being associated with people who might seem cool, like wherever we give so much kind of, uh, you know, we put a lot of clout in terms of our worth. It's not real, right? That is all an illusion. Our self-worth is fixed. It's undeletable. I kind of tell this joke in my book, but it's a joke because it's kind of very true is, you know, I, I say something along the lines of, you know, if you went skiing or hiking some, somewhere with a group of people and you got separated from that group, right? Something happened, you got lost and it was getting dark. That group of people, would they go, okay, let me just see if Andy's worthy of rescue. Let's see. Is he, uh, is he rich? Is he verified on Instagram? Like, did he, did he submit his taxes on time this year? <laughs> I mean, absolutely not. That would be ridiculous, right? It would be ridiculous to think, let's question if his life is worthy of saving, if this person is worthy of rescue. And if that is true in the physical realm, like how can it be true, how can it not be true for every realm in our, in our existence? So when we find, you know, that we're attaching, you know, all of, all of our worth as a human being to our job or, you know, maintaining status somewhere, it's a recipe for misery because first of all, it isn't real. And secondly, we'll never have control. We never really know. But those of us who I think will succeed, will, will uh, come out the strongest after all of this or during this, are, you know, are those of us who adapt, who accept the present reality, not denying it, hoping it will pass, you know, hoping for a better future, but adapting, being flexible, thinking, okay, what can I offer now? Brushing up on skills, thinking about things in a new way. Flexibility is so grossly underestimated, right? Um, I was even just speaking to a friend of mine whose brother has a restaurant in New York, and he turned the restaurant literally overnight into a market in in Brooklyn. So instead of you know, with, um, having tables that people can eat, he's selling wine, selling like packages of food that you can cook at home. He did that very, very quickly and he's doing well for that reason. So adaptability, flexibility, and being very accepting of reality as it is today and anticipating maybe what could be next. Uh, that's, I think, where a lot of success lies too. Uh, so, so another thing is like, what about people's online personas people attach a lot of self-worth to their the amount of followers on twitter or mm -hmm. instagram or whatever um kind of attached to their self-worth mm -hmm. and it's pretty amplified right now that you know you're mm -hmm. just kind of scrolling through twitter all the time instagram mm -hmm. yeah. um can you speak to that Yes, it's so easy to get stuck down the scroll hole and think that your followers again represent you like I am my followers I am my likes a million likes can't make you any more or less worthy or your life any more or less temporary <laughs> like let's be real like let's just bring it back to basics frankly also a lot of likes and followers are bored right if we're going to be you know frank i mean what is it it's like whoever's whoever's paid the most or whoever's you know employed somebody to help them so much of it isn't even real and we need to have complete perspective over that and also the fact that our online persona as you say it i mean how how much of a, how much of it is it really a full picture of somebody's life you know, I mean, I like, truly, I swear, I've seen it before. If you have a cute picture of a kid, two minutes before that kid was screaming, right? Or you see a gorgeous picture of a family and you're like, oh, 
you realize later on the news that there was abuse in that family. This was a very serious, there, there are serious problems. It's the same with uh, really anything that we're posting. We post our best stuff. Right, so I would give a sincere dose of perspective to everything you see online. I think it's 5% of the full picture, and there is so much that we simply don't know. Even if you think someone has it all together because they have a great career, maybe they have a cool spouse, and or they look good, like what, do you, what don't you know about their credit card debt, their fertility struggles, their relationship with their parents, for example, if their parents are even alive, right? There's so much that we don't know and we really need to remember this when we're consuming anything because it has the power, we can give it the power to make us feel bad. Uh, but when we remember, it's only like a little portion of, of really a full life, uh, it's immediately soothing. Okay, Susie Moore, thanks for joining. Thank you so much, Andy. That's all for this episode of The Coffee Break. We'll see you right back here next time.